This episode may contain strong language, nudity, and dated pop culture references. Parental discretion is advised. Have you ever received a box in the mail that was terrible, just full of awful things? That's not Loot Crate. Loot Crate is the exact opposite. It's a monthly subscription box service for epic geek and gamer items and pop culture gear. For less than $20 a month, you get six to eight items that includes licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, one-of-a-kind items, and more. It's Comic-Con in a box, basically. So make sure to head to LootCrate.com slash T-P-A-W. That's LootCrate.com slash T-P-A-W. And enter the code T-P-A-W-3 to save $3 on any new subscription. Before we get started today, I have a very special announcement about the show. We're going to be doing our first ever live show at San Diego Comic-Con. Come in your crazy pink stormtrooper costume. Come dressed as Gizmo Gadget. Whatever you do, come on down to the Two Packs a Week panel at Comic-Con. It's going to be awesome. We're going to have four special guests, including two who have been on the show before, Mike Levine and Joan Fort. And we're also going to have Roger Barr from iMockery and Erica Ishii from Geek and Sundry. It's going to be awesome. And it's going to take place Thursday, 2 p.m. at the Neil Morgan Auditorium at the San Diego Library, which is across the street from the con. So come to it. From the darkest corner in Meltdown Comics, it's two packs a week with me, Jeffrey Golden. Hooray! Welcome to Two Packs a Week, the trading card comedy show. Every week I open up packs of weird, retro, totally patriotic trading cards. And this week I'm joined by a comedian. He's been a friend of mine since college. He's a writer for regular show on Cartoon Network and many other things. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Patrick Baker. Hey, what's up, y'all? Thanks for having me, Jeffrey. Thanks for being here, Patrick. You got it. What are you doing to celebrate the 4th of July? I am probably going to have hot dogs. I'm probably going to look at fireworks. My favorite 4th of July celebration ever, though, was back in North Carolina where I grew up, and the Quakers in a square read like the anti-revolution creed that the pacifists wrote. They were like, we don't support the American Revolution. And so a bunch of people dressed like Quakers were reading this while fireworks went off behind them in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. And I was like, nothing's going to be better than this. This is my favorite Fourth of July. That is so bizarre. It was weird. They're trying to like have a solemn, like war is evil thing. While in the background, it's like pew, pew, pew. They're trying to put a pacifist filter. Yeah. It seems like a Sisyphusian task to try to... Uh, yeah. You know, they did their best. They really tried. <laughs> and they had a captive audience of a bunch of 15-year-olds who couldn't go anywhere else. <laughs> so we were down. Well, it's time for us to have a revolution of our own, Patrick. Yes. In the world of opening up goofy trading cards. Let's do it. So we have, from Starline, Americana, 12 historic trading cards. This is from 1992. And we also have, from Zoot, oh, I'm very excited about this, it's U.S. of ALF, five super stickers. And ALF is saying on the front, collect all 50 stickers. 
So, no joke, he's just imploring you to collect as many ALF stickers as you possibly can. So is that five stickers in the whole pack, or is it a pack of cards plus five stickers? No, no. Five stickers makes up the contents of this pack. Got it. Patrick, guest always gets to decide which pack would you like to open, Americana or U.S. of ALF? I would like the Americana pack, please. You got it. Okay. U.S. History. Yes. U.S.A. USA, U.S. Alf, U.S. Alf, U.S. Alf, U.S. Alf, U.S. Alf, U.S. Alf. Let's dive in. Let's do it. All right, Willie. Let's see what we've got here. So this is U.S. of Alf. These are all hand-painted cards. We start with When in Arizona... Visit the painted desert. We see a desert scape, but then we also see it sort of devolve into a painting by numbers mm. scenario here. It's a bit of a pun. It's a bit of a pun. Alf is literally painting the card. Mm-hmm. He says, hmm, needs more yellow ochre. One thing I, I don't understand here, though, so you can see the sand is pretty much brown. Yeah. But it's mostly brown. But there's a lot of different divisions here in this painting by numbers section, which implies a lot of different colors. Well, I imagine it's sort of like how the Inuits have like 50 different words for snow. I imagine when you arrive in Arizona, they're like, congratulations, welcome to Arizona. Here are the hundred different words for sand color. Right. Because it's the only color you're going to see for the next 50 years of your life or as long as you are here. So you better get used to the differences between light brown and lightish brown. Find diversity where you can get it here in Arizona. <laughs> the back of these cards have some facts about Arizona. Great. Capital, Phoenix. Yes. State motto, God enriches. That's news to me. Yeah, it's news uh, to me too. I wonder if it is still the motto now. <laughs> my guess is, My guess is yes, but... They should consider changing that. They should consider changing it to Desert Hellscape. Patrick, what's your first card there? If I can do a bit of complaining here, I feel like the U.S. of Alf kind of played us here because that image of Alf yeah. saying, I want you to collect all 50 states, yes. is actually a sticker that Boo. I got. Now, this call to action was already used on the cover. and then it Oh, was, is, it, does the sticker just say, collect all 50 stickers? The sticker just says, U.S. of Alf. I want you to collect all 50 states. That's to which I go, Alf, I know that's what you want. That's why I opened the pack. So now I have you just advertising that you conned me out of a state. Like, who's going to want to put that on their Trapper Keeper? I'm making a cool statement about Alf wanting me to collect stickers? Nah, man. Nah, I don't buy it. And here's the thing. So when I look at the back, it's got, this is the checklist Okay, I guess maybe that's what you get. I guess on the back of this card is a checklist of all 50 states. No, that's the worst possible card that anybody could ever have. Here's the thing. I assume it's a checklist of just the 50 states, right? Which is so unnecessary. It's super unnecessary. Right. If the whole premise here is that Alf wants me to collect all 50 states and I have a checklist because you think I might forget that Rhode Island exists, I am insulted (laughs) as a five-year-old collecting (laughs) this packet. Mm, Frankly, I am a very well-educated five-year-old. 
world. I know the 50 states. I am well aware of the existence of Wyoming. I do not need an alien from outside of this nation to tell me about the existence of Wyoming. This also brings up another problem with these cards, which is that Alf is supposed to be in hiding. Mm -hmm. What's he doing gallivanting around the country in open air situations? I mean, I have one here. This is an Arkansas one. A woman is looking at Alf, is just watching Alf. And not responding to the fact that Alf is an alien. It says, when in Arkansas, visit Hot Springs National Park. It is a hot springs. A woman in a one-piece bathing suit sun hat is saying, that water is 140 degrees. What do you expect to catch? And Alf is in the boiling hot water up to his waist with a fishing pole. And he says, poached salmon. Cool. He's expecting that the fish is already pre-cooked. I get it. Do you understand the joke? Hold on. Explain it it to me again. Oh, okay. So he's expecting, because the water is so hot, that that the fish that he's catching is already going to be prepared. But doesn't Alf realize that salmon doesn't usually run in warm water? Well, this is a good question. Alf, you idiot. Alf, you moron. How did you make it across the entire universe and not understand what type of fish would be on? This is unbelievable, Alf. But it's also unbelievable that this woman is just saying, like, that water is 140 degrees. What are you expecting? Like, the water, like, wouldn't the first thing that that woman should be saying is, who are you? What are you? Why are you in... Wait, is the water 140 degrees? Is that what it says? Yeah, the water is 140 Isn't degrees. Isn't that a bit hot for Alf to be in? Yeah, what what is too hot? He's an alien. I don't know. Is bath water is like 100 degrees? Is yeah, right? let's say... Well, yeah, like a hot tub would be like 104 degrees, 105 degrees. Okay, like so Alf is in unduly hot water. Yes, yes. Trying to... And also, Alf but has I'm a bunch of fur to, on him. This is true. He should be extra hot. But yeah. I'm willing to suspend my disbelief. I'm willy to suspend my right. disbelief that Alf could survive the super hot temperatures. But I just don't understand how this woman is not freaking the fuck out <laughs> seeing an alf. I mean, if I saw actual alf, I would assume that a wild boar had stood up on two legs <laughs> and was kind of talking to me, which is is remarkable. I would not think alien. I would definitely think, "Oh, a wild boar has become sentient. This is like the beginning of animal farm." But still crazy. Still definitely wor- still crazy. Still with I would, a bigger reaction. I would question how the wild boar was fishing. And if I was in Arkansas, I might think this is some sort of razorback stunt. I might think this is like a mascot. I would go, oh, no, 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 I get it. This is a kid from the university who is fishing in his like razorback costume. But then wouldn't you be like, how are you withstanding these super hot temperatures? The simple fact of the matter is is that there is no element of this Arkansas sticker that adds up in any way. And that combined with the weird advertisement that I got to collect more. I don't know, man. That Arizona sticker is pretty good. The Painted Desert's a thing. But I don't know about the rest of this so far. We've got to up this a notch. What's your next card there? So I've got Idaho. On the Idaho card, we've got Idaho, the word. The O in Idaho is a potato with a hole cut out. I assume because it says famous potatoes. Right. If it didn't say famous potatoes, I might assume this was like a Flintstones-style wheel. So it's that poorly rendered. Yes. Oh, 
Yeah, right. Yeah, that could be a wheel. Yeah. It could be a stone wheel. Maybe it's talking about ancient Idaho. This is prehistoric Idaho. That's something else. And then we've got Alf dressed like a farmer. Good. In a field that at first looks like amber waves of grain. But hold on, folks. This isn't amber waves of grain. This is all French fries. Uh... It's French fries as far as the eye can see with a barn and a silo behind it. And Alf says, mighty fine French fry crop this year. That's yeah. true, Alf. You've done a good job. You made it through the hard winter. You planted all spring due to your Protestant work ethic. Well, now you've got the harvest. Well, you know, this makes me think a little bit more about the Arkansas card because this is a world in which food comes from nature prepared. Mm-hmm. Like, this is implying that these French fries came out of the ground as just French fries that you can eat. Yeah. So maybe it's not so weird to think that a poached salmon could be caught in a hot spring. You know, I suppose it's possible. It's entirely possible that there's like a red lobster at the bottom of the hot spring. <laughs> and like Alpha's just put a fishing pole down going like, guys, 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 can I get this poached salmon? Also, if there's an outback down there, I would like a bloomin' onion, please. Also... <laughs> It's 1987, so maybe Outback doesn't exist. I'm not sure. <laughs> if he sexes you real good, you got to take his elf to Red Lobster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's exactly what you got to do. You and Becky with the good hair. <laughs> this state motto is actually my favorite state motto so far, which is, it is perpetual. <laughs> this sort of like... The boredom from living in Idaho. It sounds so Nietzschean, right? Yeah. It sounds like someone in Idaho is just looking out over everything they see each morning and just go... It is perpetual. (laughs) In a very, like, no country for old men. Black and white. Yeah. A lot of grain on the image. Boise, Idaho, the capital of American ennui. And then the state bird is the mountain bluebird. Sounds charming. This was a real opportunity to add some alf color, some alf jokes. State cat. I don't know. I ate it. You know, anything alfian. Instead, it's just so boring on the back of these cards. Yeah. State flower, syringa, which I can only assume is a syringe as a flower. Yeah, it's like it grows out of the ground and you shoot it up. That's why it feels perpetual, because they're shooting up natural heroin that comes from the ground. Idaho's sounding real bleak in Alf's world. Oh, boy. I don't know about this. I don't know, but at least they have their French fries. Food just comes out prepared, so I guess that's good for you. One more U.S. of Alf journey here, and he's landed in... California, Mm. land of the stars. We see the state of California, and there are a bunch of stars in the graphic. Alf is dressed in a hip party 80s shirt with squiggles and triangles and things. It kind of looks like the opening credits to Saved by the Bell, but as a shirt. And he's wearing a gold chain and sunglasses, and he's saying, Hey, you cats, let's do lunch. Like oh, I get it, because all people like did hip. in California was do lunch. They do. Although, wait, does he look like an agent or a businessman, or does he look like a cool teen? Like a cool agent kind of guy. He looks like a wheeler dealer type. I gotcha. Okay. I think it's weird, though, that they chose to put just the shape of California in the back of the card, because mm-hmm. none of the other ones do that. Like, the other ones sort of imply that Alf is visiting a place, But here, it's just like he's in front of a map of California. Why not put him in front of Grauman's or put him in front of his own star on the Walk of Fame? Well, because it is implied here that the part of California Alf is in is in Los Angeles, based on the Let's Do Lunch and the Home of the Stars. Right. Although now I'm imagining what if Alf is in Eureka, like (laughs) trying to like walk through like ancient redwoods 
and like talking on a cell phone going, hey, let's do lunch <laughs> to his, nobody in particular. His giant brick cell phone. Yeah. As a bunch of like unbemused fishermen are like, what is this warthog doing on a cell phone <laughs> near my pot farm? Benny, get your shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> Some facts about California. State bird, the California Valley quail. Mm. Tourist attraction, San Francisco Bay. I have to say, if you're implying that California is Hollywood land, San Francisco Bay is kind of a weird choice for tourist attraction for this city. Or that you would say the Bay the and not the Golden Gate Bridge. Right. If I was a child and I was like, great, I know what my next tourist destination is, the <laughs> San Francisco Bay, and I showed up at San Jose in 1987, I would be like, I don't know if I care for this. <laughs> but no. So you need to specify the bridges or what you're after in that bay, I think. But also, again, let's do lunch, Alf, implies you're going nowhere near the San Francisco Bay. (laughs) Well, Patrick, why don't we do a little bit of lunch? We'll be right back with more trading cards. Let's do it. Stick around. (laughs) (laughs) Trading cards. These are Americana trading cards. Yes, these are 12 historic trading cards from Starline. These are from 1992. Looking at this pack of trading cards, which quite frankly is very conservative compared to the ALF cards. Oh, got 100%. Like an eagle and like stars and tribes. I think these were for young Republicans, yeah, right? Yeah, I believe it. Like these were for like guys that wanted to dress like Dan Quayle and get a briefcase <laughs> as soon as they could, right? So I think that's but they had we're... to take that step. They're yeah. still kids. All these other kids they know are opening basketball cards and all these other cool mm-hmm. cards. Well, guys, I collect traded cards, too. They're called Americana cards. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> cool. It's just like collecting, like, Chicago Bulls cards, except I'm collecting, like, the icons of conservatism. So, you know, you'll get into it when you're older. Yeah. Uh, you're into Michael Jordan. I'm into the founders of our country, George Washington. All right. Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> Well, I'm going to get in here. I'm going to see what's going on. All right. So. Hear that sound, dude. Yeah, it's real plasticky. There we go. Okay. All right, so let's split these up. Honestly, first off, there's two people here that I don't know who they are. (laughs) Yeah, there's a couple of them for me, but we'll get through it. Well, no, I think that's great, actually. And some of these people are not heroes of conservatism. For instance, Alexander Hamilton, who perhaps is timely now, but (laughs) was definitely not timely in 1992. What do you see in the front of the card? Oh, it's just your standard portrait of Alexander Hamilton. This would have been pretty easy to design. I feel like whoever did this was just like, ah, just make a border and then we'll put all these public domain images. You bet. It's easy. And so then it just comes down to the facts where... I'm going to give you a beat for Hamilton. Ready? Great. (laughs) Married Elizabeth Schuyler in 1880. He was a great guy. He was sure nifty. During the Revolutionary War, Hamilton was the captain of the artillery. In 1781, commanded an artillery at the Battle of Yorktown. Yorktown! Hamilton served in Congress and the New York State Legislator. Yorktown! Uh, <laughs> Shout out to Yorktown. Yorktown! He was shot and killed by Aaron Burr in a duel in 1804. Yeah. And then there is a trivia question. Okay. We only have the answer on card 18. So if you don't know this, we're screwed. Oh, uh, fuck. All right. We'll, we'll just make up our own answers then. Great. 
I think I know this one. What was the American planned invasion of Cuba in 1961 called? The Cubano. And right. that's where we get the name of the sandwich, the Cubano sandwich. It's called the Bay of Pigs, which is also a delicious name for a sandwich. <laughs> I'll kick us off with a big one here. It's Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Mm. You may know him better as the subject of a long documentary by Ken Burns. I know him better as Bill Murray in some lesser known movie called Hyde Park. This is very true. And here he is looking proud in front of an American flag here. Mm-hmm. Let's see. He's the only president to be reelected to office three times. Franklin Delano Roosevelt was elected president. God, these are the worst facts. He did this in this state. He did this in this state. He did this in this state. Where's the meaty Look, stuff? Ken Burns was busy on the Civil War in 1992. He was working on that. He wasn't going to work on the Roosevelts until like 2014. This is true. So like the really good stuff, like FDR went to Warm Springs, Georgia, and like hung out with polio kids. Like, <laughs> yeah, that stuff's not going to happen. Or like my favorite from the Roosevelt's documentary was how during the 20s, FDR was the worst in getting into like a whole bunch of weird business ventures. Right. Like he tried to sell a bunch of lobsters. I think he tried <laughs> to like what well, was essentially a 20s version of a whack-a-mole. He tried to do arcade games. Like he just went into can weird you, business ventures. Can you imagine the world in which Franklin Delano Roosevelt was a huge success in the world of arcade games? Yes. And like now like we play like the F-Box and it's Franklin, <laughs> it's like all like Franklin Delano Roosevelt thing. gets like fight polio and it's just like all these cool Franklin Delano Roosevelt Games. And then Eleanor Roosevelt is like, hey, honey, I'm going to go march for African-American equality. Do you want to come? And he goes, well, I'd love to, but I got to work on this F-box that gives you a lobster when you win it. And she's just perpetually disappointed like, oh, in her piece of shit husband. I feel like your potential was wasted. Like you could have been the greatest president ever, and instead you built an F-box that gives people, I hate you. I hate you I so wanted, much. I want a divorce, and I want to marry somebody from the Oyster Bay Roosevelts, please. <laughs> The better Roosevelt. Yes. Trivia quiz. What was America's development of the atomic bomb called? The Manhattan Project. I believe the correct answer is the Bomb Diggity Project. Ah, yes, the Bomb Diggity Project. Sorry. Guys, let's talk about Robert E. Lee. I'd love to. Robert E. Lee was a general, the commanding general of the Confederate Army. Lee's father, Light Horse Harry Lee... That's a name. Was a hero of the Revolutionary War, a hero that you have never heard of before. No, because uh, I'm a Yankee. Oh, I'm from the South. I have never heard of Light Horse Harry Lee. <laughs> You've never heard of Light Horse Harry Lee? Honestly, Light Horse Harry you Lee. You ain't heard of Light Horse Harry Lee? I would like to know what the light horse was. Does that imply that like Harry Lee had a horse that was too heavy to carry him, and he had to carry his own horse? He had a horse that was faster than light. What? Hold on. <laughs> if he had a horse that was faster than light, he should be way more famous than Robert E. Lee. That's the thing. He was so fast. He did so much good for the world so quickly, nobody even knew that he did it. I want a card about Light Horse Harry Lee. I, I have so many questions about Light Horse Harry Lee. I have no questions about Robert E. Lee. He didn't want to do the Civil War, but he did it because Virginia did, and then he right. lost the Civil War. Whatever. Not a horse made of light speed. <laughs> Embarrassing. Hey, I've got Stephen Douglas. Ah, right great. Here. Of the Stephen Douglas debates. Yes, that's right. That's the think- best looking picture I've ever seen of Stephen Douglas. Yeah, he's just making a neutral face. Well, yeah. A tight, neutral face. But normally he kind of looks jowly and fat. Right. And here he just looks fat. If Stephen Douglas was debating for president today, mm-hmm. do you think he would mention the size of his dick? Uh, in a debate, we look to the Lincoln Douglas debates as, mm-hmm. you know, this is what a great political debate in our history. We do. 
Do you think, though, that if you brought these characters to modern times, that they would conform to modern-day debating standards? If I brought Stephen Douglas to modern times, I imagine it would kind of go like this. Hello, my name is Stephen Douglas. I'm interested in popular sovereignty, so each state votes whether they want slavery or not. And then Donald Trump says, I want you to vote on how big my dick is. And then Stephen Douglas goes, what? (laughs) I don't understand. And then he goes, anyway, the Freeport Doctrine says (laughs) slavery exists, but only in places where the populace allows it. And Trump goes, the population would allow my dick. And then he goes, what? Yeah, he received the Democratic nomination for president in 1860, but Mm -hmm. lost the election to Abraham Lincoln. It's true. You fucked up, Steve. Which, by the way, is particularly bad because that's an election where nobody got a majority. 60% of the country voted for someone else other than Lincoln. So that means Stephen Douglas got even less. That means Stephen Douglas didn't even get like maybe a third of the country to vote for him. It's embarrassing. Yeah, fucked up. Yeah. I have a trivia quiz for you. Who published the first American dictionary? Webster, but I don't remember Webster's first name. I wanted to say it was Miriam, but it's not. And it's not Daniel Webster because that's the senator. It's Noah Webster. It's Noah Webster. Yeah. But we don't know that because it's not on there. So I'm going to go with Donald Duck. Yeah. Donald Duck? It's Webster from the TV show Webster. Oh. That's who published the first dictionary. I know that show. Yeah. (laughs) All right. It was a TV show. Now we've got Matthew Brady who I now know Matthew Brady now that I'm looking at him, but I couldn't remember him at the time. Here's the story of, of a man named Brady. Brady. He's a photographer of the Civil War. <laughs> do, 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 do. He's the first guy to capture rigor mortis. <laughs> do, do. In a photograph. Do, do, do. And it disgusts <laughs> the entire nation. And it makes us think about the whores of war. Nobody had seen an industrial war quite like this ever, ever before. (laughs) The Brady Bunch. (laughs) The Brady Bunch. It's a bunch of horrible pictures all called the Brady Bunch. It involves people sticking arms in the air and they're dead. Yeah, it was great. Matthew Brady photographed the Civil War. Oh, he did? Yeah, no, that's really what it is. Like did. in the song. Yeah, just like, like in, in the, the song. Fa- like in the famous song. And, it, and it's the, <laughs> the one Brady where, like, Bunch. well, you know the opening of that show, The Brady Bunch, where yeah. it's, like, about, like, the two families that come together after divorce? Right. And, but then, like, it had that weird theme song about rigor mortis? Right. The theme song was written by, like, a Matthew Brady fan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's all coming together so now. So now it's like, now you understand a little bit about 70s television that you didn't get before. I like yeah. it. Yeah, okay. I like it. Trivia question. Which famous general was known as Vinegar Joe? Joe from Joe's Crab Shack. Great. How else do you get a Crab Shack named after you? By being real salty and vinegar-filled. Exactly. Joe's Crab Shack. I got Franklin Pierce. Ah. Our favorite president. Yep. He was the 14th president of the United States. He had cool hair. He had like kind of a Doctor Who look to him. He was a handsome. Little bit. Yeah, he was a handsome guy. But he had that kind of like slicked back mm-hmm. hair, maybe a little bit like John Linnell from They Might Be Giants. Um, let's see. He was elected to the 14th president, raised in Concord, New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. What do you think the ALF card is for New Hampshire? I assume the ALF card for New Hampshire is probably him with the man of the mountain, like <laughs> standing on the nose and being like, I can see my house from here. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking like that he had a ham sandwich, <laughs> just like my <laughs> new Hampshire. <laughs> Great, perfect. Something that makes no sense. So anyway, Franklin Pierce would have approved, I'm sure. He would have. But speaking of presidents, which pirate 
helped General Andrew Jackson defeat the British at the Battle of New Orleans in 1814. I have no idea. It's got to be Sparrow. It's got to be Jack Sparrow. It's Captain Jack Sparrow. <laughs> yeah. Wait, it could be Davy Jones. It could be Davy Jones and Captain Jack Sparrow teaming up to help Andrew Jackson. Can we briefly imagine <laughs> the Battle of New Orleans as imagined in the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise? I would love to. Oh, boy. I'm just imagining, like, squid tentacles going everywhere, <laughs> like, landing in the French Quarter and being like, this is ours. <laughs> and then somehow Jackson is the hero of this despite the fact that a giant kraken is actually what defeated the British forces? It was really Captain Jack Sparrow but he let Andrew Jackson get the credit because he wanted the treasure. Captain Jack Sparrow went in, stole the British flag and was like, I've taken this land for America. I'm going to go. I'm going to get out of here but uh, uh, Jackson, uh, you tell the reporters about it. (laughs) He's going to get you elected on a populist platform, man. You you do it. You're you're going to have an era named after you. I'm... I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go enjoy sex with my gold treasure. Yes, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go fuck a bunch of treasure. It's much better than being president. Also, can I use the Lincoln bedroom to fuck some treasure later? It's not called the Lincoln bedroom yet, but I know it's going to be because I'm Captain Jack Sparrow. Because I can see into the future. Yes, that's the Battle of New Orleans. Best use of peanuts. George yeah. Washington Carver. George Washington Carver. Carver. Peanut genius. Teacher and scientist. Yes. I love that George Washington Carver makes the mix. He's always in the mix. He's great. He's, he's a genius. He's a legit genius. But the thing he's known for, like the million uses of a peanut, it's like so esoteric. Everybody else is like a general, president, senator, judge, general, president, senator, judge. Yeah. But then you also have George Washington Carver, the peanut man. Yeah. Hey, I got a question for you. Yes. What president led the charge up San Juan Hill? Theodore Roosevelt. Not correct. Okay. The answer is it's Ted, the bear from the movie Ted. That, like, fucks bottles. Right. Yeah, the bottle fucker bear. Bottle fucker Ted. (laughs) Yes. He led the charge. If Ted 3 is about Ted fighting in the Spanish-American War, yes, I will go see it. Terrific. He, like, gets down and, like, fucks the top of San Juan Hill. Oh, yeah, he does. And then he's like, hey, Mark Wahlberg. Hey, Mark Wahlberg. Hey, Mark Wahlberg. Hey, Mark Wahlberg. (laughs) My Boston accent's terrible right now. Hey, look at me fucking at the top of this hill, man. It's great. Ooh, last card. Dolly Madison. Dolly Mad. Yep. She is the wife of James Madison, born and raised in North Carolina. And the thing that she is most famous for is during the War of 1812, she grabs a bunch of important documents and the portrait of George Washington when the British invade the city and burn down the White House, which I imagine is the opening scene in our Pirates of the Caribbean (laughs) War of 1812 (laughs) spinoff. Blackbeard just rolls in and starts, like, firing cannons at the White House. Get all the booty, but especially the portrait of George Washington. Get me the head of Dolly Madison. (laughs) Dolly, you've got to run. No way, says Dolly Madison, played by Scarlett Johansson. Yes. I've got to get this portrait out of here. Yeah, and then Captain Jack Sparrow comes in and goes, here, I'll take that. And he he takes the portrait, runs away, and then he goes, I'm going to give you credit for this later. Back of the portrait's a map. Back Back of the portrait's portrait's a treasure map. Yep. (laughs) And suddenly it becomes national treasure, and Nicolas Cage comes in, and he goes, let's do this. Let's let's go find a treasure. (laughs) What's the capital of Hawaii? The capital of Hawaii is Super Hawaii. That's true. Yeah, Honolulu <laughs> is often known as Super Hawaii. That's yeah, that's true. what I call it. I like that you are answering them correctly and then adding a joke to prove that you actually know the answer. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got a B minus in history. Yeah. You're a history buff, mm-hmm. and you wrote this hilarious book 
called the Presidential Dicker Book. Yes. What is the Presidential Dicker Book? The Presidential Dicker Book is a sticker book for immature, mature readers. It is very much like the educational sticker books that we had when we were kids, where you would take like stickers of the presidents and put them into a sticker book next to a bunch of facts about the presidents, very similar to these cards. Right. Now, the difference is that because it is for immature, mature readers, it is dicks of the presidents. <laughs> so you put the dick of the president on to the president, and then next to it, it gives you facts about all the dick moves that right. the president committed in the office. dickish things that the president yeah. has so, done. Yeah, so like the worst things that every president committed. And a lot of times, it's usually screwing over poor people or like trying to take over countries that aren't theirs. James K. Polk's is like a big old gun with a Mexican flag coming out like near mm -hmm. the balls because he is the guy that instigated the Mexican-American War to try and take California. To Thomas Jefferson's balls are nickels because you know <laughs> Thomas Jefferson nickels. If only I had this book when I was in school. I would have been able to remember the presidents a lot easier because once you put a crazy dick sticker on a president, you instantly know everything about him. Like, you instantly remember so many things about that president. Yeah, I haven't seen many dicks in my life in person, but the ones I have seen, I'm like, oh, I, I remember that. Like, <laughs> that's, I, I know what that is now. I'm going to remember that guy forever. So the uh, the sticker book is available in bookstores across the country. They are. And on Amazon. The best thing you can do for the American economy is to buy the presidential dicker book. If you're a real patriot, you buy five. It's time to trade. Trade. What can I get for this checklist card? I will give you for the checklist card America's most genius peanut butter guy. Oh, yeah? I can get yeah. Carver. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I will here you go. super make that trade. That's great. a great trade for me. Now I'm going to use this sticker probably as a Band-Aid or something. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure it serves that purpose. Just slap some Neosporin on it. It's not going on, on my skin. Trapper Keeper, I can tell you that. <laughs> I got a bunch of Lisa Frank stickers, and my Trapper Keeper's getting those. So the ALF sticker is going to be used as a Band-Aid or something. <laughs> Patrick. Yes. Thanks so much for stopping by. Thank you for having me. It was a real pleasure. And thank you to Meltdown Comics for having us at the store. If you come by Meltdown Comics and you say two packs rocks, they're going to give you 10% off your order. So come on down to Meltdown, say two packs rocks, they're going to give you 10% off. It's an amazing comic book store. They've got all the latest comics. They've got action figures and figurines and awesome stuff. It's a really great shop. We'll leave you with some real fireworks sound effects. <laughs> War is evil, and we should be pacifist. I'm a Quaker. Two Packs a Week was produced and engineered by Mason Booker. Opening theme by Matt Myers. Break music by Lee Rosevere. Logo by Kenny Kyle. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. It helps us find new listeners. Follow us on Twitter at Two Packs a Week. That's T-W-O. And me at Jeffrey Golden. That's Jeffrey with the G. Special thanks to Meltdown Comics at 7522 Sunset. I left a bunch of these cards at the store for y'all to take. I'm your host, Jeffrey Golden. Hey, be good to each other. Yankee Doodle got some trading cards and then he opened them. <laughs> it's the 4th of July and these are American cards. Yankee Doodle's got some cards. Now we're going to open them. Yankee Doodle's historic cards and now I'm going to open them. Yay.